Happy October, everyone, and happy Halloween. I've got several special episodes planned for this month, and this is the first of my series covering how Halloween is celebrated in the Disney parks around the world. Today, I'll be covering Disneyland Paris. One thing I expect we'll notice about this series is just how American celebrating Halloween is. One of my best friends is Scottish, and he thinks my infatuation with the holiday is a bit ridiculous and over the top. Well, I mean, I am American. In France, you can find folks celebrating it, but it just isn't as big of a deal. And it's even harder to find people acknowledging the holiday the further out you go from the larger city centers into the smaller villages and towns. In fact, there is a lot of cultural opposition to it because it is seen by many as the imposition of American culture and also as a strictly commercial holiday, existing for stores to sell goods. Incidentally, that objection is about the same as the objection folks had against Disneyland building a park in France in the first place. But despite that, it has been growing in popularity in the country, and that might have to do with the holiday La Toussaint, or All Saints Day, on the 1st of November. This is a Catholic tradition and public holiday in France, meant for the commemoration of relatives who have passed away. Folks meet in cemeteries to place flowers and light candles. Usually folks purchase chrysanthemums, half of the bouquets purchased that contain only one flower are chrysanthemums, the most popular colors being white and yellow. These objects symbolize happiness in the afterlife. Church services are also attended. November 2nd is recognized as All Souls Day, but with no particular activities attached to it. You might be seeing parallels between the multi-day celebration of All Saints Day and All Souls Day and some other holidays, and you'd be right. Folks in many other countries celebrate All Saints Day, perhaps calling it Feast of All Saints or Solemnity of All Saints. You see these observances all over, merely look for places the Catholic Church has touched. And then there is Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead, celebrated usually from the 31st to the 2nd, aligning with the dates of the traditional Christian celebrations. You can actually trace this holiday back to indigenous celebrations and observances, and even as far back as the Aztecs and their festival dedicated to the goddess Mixtecasiwatl. In fact, for a long time, celebrating the Day of the Dead was looked at as bad by the church and a lot of northern Mexico, and they celebrated more like they do in France, more traditionally. But now it is in fact an official national holiday. But traveling back to France here, in some areas Halloween has been adopted as the first day of a three-day celebration. For those that do love it and see these days as family time, it does add something more for the children and is also good fun for the adults. So what can you expect on a French Halloween? Well, you can find smaller Halloween displays in stores, pumpkins, costumes, etc. What do children say when they knock on doors for candy? They say candies or a spell or mischiefs or sweets. I found conflicting reports on how common tricks or spells and mischiefs actually are over there. So I suspect that the chances of having your house teepeed or egged are low. And maybe that is for the best. Another big difference is how much scarier costumes are preferred in France for this holiday. You are more likely to see vampires and zombies than princesses and cowboys. You can see this cultural difference in the Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris as it is much darker in comparison to its more whimsical cousins in America. The first thing guests may notice is that the outside of the mansion is actually creepy as all get out. This was done so that, in case of any cultural or linguistic differences, guests would always know what they were getting into. 
On the inside, the characters seen are a bit darker and more gruesome. Instead of watching ghosts having tea parties and a grand old time, there are a lot of skeletons, some animated, but most not. So a lot more death represented than life. I won't go into too much more about the Phantom Manor this episode because I think it deserves to have its own episode for sure, but I would like to add that this ride is placed in Frontierland in this park, and so instead of a graveyard scene, you go out into a canyon and the old west town of Thunder Mesa. After a run-in with a lot of creepy skeletons, you get creepy townspeople who are far more, um, fleshy. And, fun fact, everything in that land is in English. So the marquee for the ride says Phantom Manor. And I suppose that makes sense considering the area represents the American West and it is likely over half the guests understand English fairly well. The Phantom Manor is there year round though, as we know, though it is closed until early next year for updates and refurbishments. So does Disneyland Paris pull out any stops for the holiday otherwise? Disneyland Paris opened in 1992, 26 years ago, but began seasonal celebrations of Halloween in 2013 with Mickey's Halloween Celebration. You can find Halloween decorations and shows available through November 4th. Decorations within the park are very autumnal. Think fall colors, oranges and yellows, pumpkins and scarecrows. Unlike other parks, it only has one special ticketed Halloween party, the night of October 31st, where special shows are available, and the park remains open until 2 a.m. for guests. And Disneyland Paris has even more to celebrate this year, as they are wrapping Mickey's 90th birthday and the opening of a new ride, Mickey and his PhilharMagic Orchestra in Discoveryland, into the Halloween celebrations. Mickey's Halloween Cavalcade Parade runs every day at 12.10 in the afternoon, and in honor of Mickey's birthday, he is getting a new float. It's called Mickey's Illusion Manor. There are some similarities between this float's design and the Phantom Manor, but it's essentially a haunted house with purple, blue, and orange shingles and siding, or clapboard. There are two stories, so two levels on the float. It features Mickey, of course, as well as Huey, Dewey, and Louie in devil costumes. But you can also see the bride from the Phantom Manor, which plays a larger part in the story than in the U.S. parks, and a fellow with a white skull makeup on who I assume is there to represent the Phantom, the creepy, evil laugh, all that remains of Vincent Price's original narration, that follows you around the Phantom Manor ride. The rest of the parade follows that more autumn vibe. Minnie is in a big cornucopia. There's a lot of fall color, leaves, pumpkins, straw, you get the idea. A lot of it really screams Thanksgiving to me as an American. The French obviously do not celebrate that holiday. I imagine that it's one way that Disney brings in things that are particularly American and different. Though the cornucopia itself goes back to Greece and Rome, so I assume it's a fairly recognizable symbol of prosperity and good fortune. The music in this parade is also very American. I would describe it as Americana, so bringing in those more traditional sounds from country and folk. You can hear acoustic guitars, banjos, and fiddles. There are some characters from older Disney cartoons featured in this parade that you just don't see a lot in the U.S. parks, to the best of my knowledge anyway, such as Clarabelle the Cow, Horace Horsecollar, and the Three Little Pigs. Over by Sleeping Beauty Castle, you can see Maleficent has attempted to take things over. Briars can be spotted, with one large sculpture of Briars looking like a dragon. And near the castle is where the show It's Good to Be Bad with the Disney Villains is performed. Villains you can see in this show include Cruella, Captain Hook, Lady Tremaine, Drizilla, Anastasia, Gaston, the Queen of Hearts, the Evil Queen, Jafar, 
Maleficent, and Donald Duck dressed up as Maleficent. Oh, won't that lead to some trouble? After the show, there is a meet and greet where you can get photos with all of the villains. Back over in Frontierland, they have decorated around Dio de los Mortos and the Disney animated feature Coco. I wonder what the locals think of this as they are likely to draw parallels between their celebration of All Saints Day. The only other things I wanted to bring up about this is that they do have the character Miguel from Coco wandering around to meet guests with his guitar. However, he is a puppet being taken around by a cast member. And I've never seen a character represented this way in the parks before. There are some details regarding the big event, Halloween night. There will be two dance parties. The first is called the Skeleton Party, which is hosted by Goofy and his son, Max. The second is hosted by Buzz Lightyear and features DJ Don Diablo, who is a quite popular EDM artist from the Netherlands. It's perfect if you love house music. If you were wondering, they absolutely do serve alcohol at Disneyland Paris, so you could probably make a night of it. According to Emmanuel Lenormand, who is a creative director at the park, Adventureland will be the creepiest place, a scare zone that is, quote, not suitable for young children or sensitive people. I will be sure to give you guys an update after the 31st and provide you with an Instagram roundup blog post. Be sure to keep an eye out for the rest of the month as I tackle Halloween celebrations at the Tokyo and Hong Kong parks. Happy Halloween, everyone.